Hey guys and welcome to or back to the Pause in Pursuit podcast with your host Summer Clark. So happy Wednesday everyone as per usual thank you for returning or joining the podcast this week. Today I'm going to be talking about the effects of sleep on agility performance. Now what inspired me to talk about this is I've just attended Iconics by Night Absolutely love that show with, I think, KCI, Dogs in Need and Iconics by Night, our favourite shows of the year. Absolutely love running the finals at like midnight. It's just an out of body experience. It is so different. It is so cool. I love it. But I also heard a lot of people say, oh, I'm so tired. You know, oh, it's unusual, you know, doing agility at this time. And it made me wonder, Obviously, it's fair because everyone's in the same boat and that's the fun of it. And it's not, you know, that it's only once a year for that reason, because it wouldn't be a sustainable thing to do like every week. But it got me thinking about how a lack of sleep, if you are sleep deprived or, you know, not even competing at night, just competing in general. If you are sleep deprived in your life for whatever reason, or you're just not getting enough sleep, maybe you think you get enough sleep, but you're not. You know, how does that affect your agility performance? And, you know, are you putting enough effort into getting lots of proper sleep? So that inspired today's topic. Now, I would just like to take a minute to introduce you guys to the podcast sponsor, Huel. So here I have one of the ready to drink Huel meals, the berry flavour. Huel ready to drink is a meal in a bottle with over 20 grams of protein. It really is the perfect meal for when you are on the go. You don't need to sacrifice convenience or nutrition. You can have both with ready to drink. Each serving has 26 vitamins and minerals. This means every bottle of ready to drink has 175 health benefits. It is made from natural ingredients such as coconut, sunflower seeds, tapioca, pea protein, flax seeds and hemp seed protein. Every meal is vegan and it has no gluten, no palm oil, no GMO, no lactose and no animal products whatsoever. It comes in eight delicious flavours including iced coffee caramel and strawberries and cream as well as the classics like vanilla, chocolate and banana. It is absolutely delicious and just tastes like a milkshake. It is widely sold in supermarkets, petrol stations and corner shops around the UK and it can be conveniently purchased online. I found out about Huel because I was looking for a product that would give me all the nutrients that I need while travelling to events and staying over at competitions and training events. So when it's time to refuel and have a meal I can just drink a ready-to-drink Huel product and get all my nutrients quickly, easily and without cooking. It's perfect when I don't have the time or the facilities to cook. For example, when I'm camping at a competition, I'm going to be drinking at least one a day at KCI and Dogs in Need. If you're super busy, just like me, then you really don't want to miss out. You can easily and conveniently shop ready-to-drink from Huel at the link uk.huel.com slash pause. I hugely appreciate anyone and everyone that uses my link as it helps keep this podcast running and every sale through that link helps keep my podcast going. Buying through my link also gets you a free t-shirt which will be auto applied at the checkout. If you subscribe to a Huel order, you can save 10%. You can choose how often your subscription comes, for example, every two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, etc. And these are super easy to manage on the website and you can edit whenever you like. uk.huel.com slash pause. Let's do our weekly roundup. So the previous week, obviously Iconics, um, Ari did so well, you've probably seen on my social media. He got first and third in jumping, so close time-wise, and then he... What else do you do? Oh, he got a second again, very close time-wise, like a second in grade seven agility. So he got first, second, third, and he made it through to the final, which didn't go to plan. It was nearly midnight. Um, I think his brain was a bit frazzled, you know, um, but he was still amazing. You know, all his runs, he showed skills that I never thought he'd show. 
this soon. So I'm so proud of him. Uh, great dog walks. Um, seesaw, he hates the soft line seesaws. And I spoke to a few people and they said the same. I think they, they drop slower um, than normal seesaws, which I think freaked him out because he bailed a few. He was very slow, barely past the pivot point, looking freaked out. But his um, he did give me a great confidence seesaw on the last day, which I put on my um, Instagram story and on social media, which you can see. I think it was a blue and orange ring. You'll see it. Uh, so he did do one, really good one. It, again, it's just a work in progress. Um, he's still displacing on the line a little bit, you know, getting girl smells, you know, I think he seems nervous before he runs and then as soon as I release him, he's confident. But again, it's just a slow journey. It can be frustrating, but you know, he's coming on so much, like his skills have been insane. Go over to my socials and watch his runs on there. Um, what else has happened in the previous week? I discovered the starting day for my brand new job, which I will tell you what that is on my first day. Um, and I'm so excited. So next time you listen to one of my podcasts, I will no longer be a McDonald's worker, which is amazing because I've been there for four months, four months, four years and two months, and I'm absolutely sick of it now. Um, it served its purpose, but I'm ready to move on. And the new job I've got is perfect for me. It's like my dream job. It's so exciting. Uh, still part-time so I can do all my agility and grooming and stuff like that but I'm so excited so you'll hear about that when you hear about it I suppose soon anyway um what else has happened this week that's oh, I've got lunch in my teeth I'm so sorry I've just had a bagel anyway I think that's everything everything of any relevance anyway since last Wednesday yeah because it was Wednesday and then Saturday were iconic so yeah yeah pretty much and it's Tuesday today. So without further ado, let's get into the topic. So I had a bit of a research this morning um, on the effects of sleep on athletes. And obviously we are, as agility handlers, we are athletes. So let's dive straight into it. Hopefully this is a very informative and educational episode. You could probably hear Ethel uh, sighing and snoring. She's asleep on my bed next to me. Um, bit of background noise for you, a bit of white noise, but anyway, yeah. I hope this really opens your eyes and you can start trying to get some better quality sleep. So number one that I found out from my research is that sleep allows your heart to rest and cells and tissues to repair. So obviously it is like charging your phone or technology, you know, you have to recharge it for it to function properly. So it allows that repair, that recharge to happen. So this helps your body recover after physical exertion. So that's especially important for us as agility handlers after being say at competition all day. And think, actually think about it. Most of this that I'm saying right now, yes, it's on human athletes, but it's the same for our dogs. So everything I'm saying now is pretty much the exact same for our dogs. So think about that as well. So make sure, you know, thinking about your dog, you know, having a comfortable resting area and stuff like that, especially when you go away to compete. So as you progress through the stages of sleep at night, the changes in your heart rate and breathing throughout the night promote cardiovascular health. So obviously cardio, cardiovascular health, health is heart health. And obviously to sprint around for 30 seconds while talking to our dogs, we need very good cardio, cardiovascular health um, and endurance. Our heart needs to be very strong. It needs to keep pumping that blood around our body as we do that for 30 seconds because it's a lot for us to do in one go. So that's super important. So number two, sleep helps your body prevent illness and recover from illness when it does strike you. So as you know, agility when you're ill is not fun. I've had it so many times where I've had a cold or um, 
sore throat or something like that and it's just horrible trying to do agility when you're ill you know your nose is bunged up you can't breathe properly so you're not going to run as fast you're not going to be able to talk to your dog as well when you've got a sore throat i can't do my uh, infamous left right arrow because my throat's sore um so that being ill obviously means that we're not going to be as good at agility handlers as we would be if we were healthy so getting lots of sleep means we're more likely to stay healthy which is very important so during sleep the body produces now i'm going to try and say this cytokines 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 i think and these are hormones that help the immune system fight off infections so basically without these hormones then the immune system can't fight off infections and these hormones are released during sleep so the more sleep you get the more of these hormones are released and the stronger your immune system is going to be when it comes to fighting off those infections my watch is pinging i'm sorry i'm too popular anyway number three so sleep helps you retain and consolidate memory so this is a really interesting one so when athletes practice and learn new skills sleep helps form memories and contributes to improved performance in the future so think about it when we learn a new handling move you know a maneuver of some description or a new handling technique or when we're at a show and we do a we we handle a certain way and it works you know getting good sleep means that we remember that for the future you know muscle memory wise as well so we can do that again in the future without forgetting that success or you know both ways if we do something and it really fails then sleep helps us remember not to do that again for example and without sleep the pathways in the brain that allow you to learn and make memories can't be formed or maintained so you know when you're trying to learn new skills and new ways to handle your dog you're not going to retain that information if you don't sleep so number four sleep is essential for cognitive cognitive processing loss of sleep is associated with a decline in cognitive function which can have adverse effects on athletes whose sport requires a high level of cognitive oh my god i can't say that word cognitive function such as decision making and adapting to new situations so think about it decision making agility is just basically a big decision <laughs> so we you know new situations every course is new we haven't seen it before um, we you know you never see the same course more than once um and you know so we need to be able to make decisions in new circumstances in you know we need to decide how to handle each new course so you know i, I think i had a course at iconics and i walked it for like half an hour of a lunch trying to decide how to handle it and obviously that's normal to some extent but the more sleep you have by this research um you know the faster you'll be able to make these decisions you know the more switch can you hear that ethel's dreaming with the whites of her eyes showing i'm scared anyway sorry for that distraction but yeah so basically in summary the more sleep you have the better you are at decision making which is imperative in those new circumstances when you are faced with a new course and you have to decide how to handle it best for your dog so where am i number five is sleep helps maintain your mental health so this is super important i've spoke a lot about mental health before um as far as agility goes you know you've got to deal with failure in quotation marks you've got to deal with setbacks disappointment you've got to be very mentally strong to compete in any sport so quality sleep is associated with improved overall mood 
And you know, as we say, a happy handler means a happy dog. So the better your mood is, because you've had lots of sleep, the better your dog's mood is gonna be. And therefore you're both gonna perform way better in the room. So it also prevents irritability, which is super important because our dogs can do irritating things in agility and we do not want to lose our temper at them. And it also decreases the risk of depression developing. So that's not just athletes, that's just everyone in general. Uh, you know, depression is quite common these days with the lifestyles that we all lead. So getting plenty of sleep means that's less likely to happen. And it's especially important for athletes because, you know, um, lots of failure, again, in quotation marks, you know, not doing as well as we'd like over a long period of time, taking a while to get to where we want to be. That can be quite depressing um and stuff like that so yeah i think and as well some athletes you know they peak they achieve all these things and then they can't maintain it and that's when they get depressed because no one can maintain that that level forever um but getting lots of sleep means this is less likely to happen to you so in a study of swimmers now these are really interesting stats here so in a study of swimmers athletes who got 10 hours of sleep per night and that's quite a lot had better reaction times and a greater number of kick strokes so they basically so kick strokes you know as a swimmer is like I, I suppose steps when we run if that makes sense in agility um so basically their body was able to output more energy basically um and better reaction times that's so important in agility you know if your dog heads towards the wrong obstacle and it's fast then we've got to have quick reaction times to quickly call them back or you know we've got to say commands rapidly one after another so reaction times in agility are probably one of the most important things about it and sleep helps that so in a study of basketball players athletes ran faster during sprints and experienced improved shooting by nine percent so basically their performance and accuracy again very important in agility was improved when they got that 10 hours of sleep so in a study of tennis players, sleep deprived athletes had decreased serve accuracy of up to 53%. So over half, so 53% worse they were at the accuracy of their sport. And that was just because they were sleep deprived. So think how that could affect you in agility. In a study of basketball players, executive functions such as passing the ball or taking a shot were delayed as athletes struggled to make decisions. So again, goes back to decision-making in agility and obviously basketball and a lot of sports, to be fair, um, we have to make decisions. So for example, basketball, you have to decide who to pass the ball to um, and you have to think ahead, you know, where are they in comparison to the net um, for your team to make a shot. And then you have to decide when to make a shot um, look while looking around you, you know, multitasking, where are other players? Are they gonna block me? Stuff like that. Same as agility, lots going on at once and you have to be very fast. So mentally fast, not just physically fast, by the way. So number eight, in a study of, oh, I've literally just said that. Number nine, chronic sleep deprivation. So chronic as in, you know, long-term sleep deprivation leads to a higher injury rate and is associated with lower resistance to illnesses such as the common cold. So back to illnesses, you know, if you're deprived in sleep, you're probably gonna get ill more, which means you are never gonna perform at your best when you're ill, unfortunately, in a sport, that's just how it is. Um, and then injury as well. If you get injured, you're pretty much buggered, I can't lie, like, sorry to say it, but if you get injured because you're sleep deprived, then, or for whatever reason, you can't do agility really. Like, if you're properly injured, you can't do it. 
And even if you're a little bit injured, so you've got, say, a slightly pulled hamstring or something, then you're never going to run as fast. You can't turn as fast. It's going to be painful. You know, you're not going to be concentrating because you're in pain and you're just never going to perform at your best if you've got an injury. So sleep means you are less likely to get an injury. And I've noticed that in myself hugely once I concentrated on sleep because I had quite a long term back injury for about a year. Probably not long term, really, in the big scheme of things, but it felt like a long time to me. Um, and actually, I really focused on nutrition. I ate a bit more. I ate better foods. This was about, say, two years ago, two or three years ago, two, I think. And I really cracked down on sleep and diet. And I haven't had that issue since. Touch wood. My chair is wood. Touch wood. Um, so I have noticed that in myself as well. So number 10, athletes should... So this is more advice, okay? So advice to get lots of sleep as an athlete to perform at your best. So athletes should get between seven and nine hours of sleep per night, this study said. And elite athletes should get at least nine hours. So I'm in bed for nine hours, but I take at least half, probably about half an hour to actually get into a proper sleep. So I'll probably get about between, yeah, between eight and nine, depending on how, you know, how quickly I fall asleep and again it depends um but yeah as you know elite athletes if you are aiming for the very top of agility you might want to consider that if you aren't aiming for that then you're probably fine with a bit less but yeah that's the general guideline for athletes and a study discovered that waking early is worse than staying up late so that was really interesting so if you wake up really early like 5am that's actually worse apparently than staying up late till like maybe 1am but again it you need if you're going if you're going to stay up late you need to lie in for a bit longer to make sure you get the right amount of hours and vice versa if you get up early you need to go to bed earlier but that was really interesting um so you also want to create a dark cool and quiet sleep environment so your room wants to be cool wants to be dark no light and it wants to be pretty quiet maybe a little bit of noise if you can't avoid it but pretty quiet as quiet as you can get it and that will help you go to sleep quicker and also stay asleep longer and get into a deeper sleep as well because obviously you've got your different stages you've got like light sleep REM sleep which is a deep sleep and stuff like that and the best kind of sleep is is deeper I think I believe anyway um I just hear people talk about REM sleep so I'm, I'm, I'm I assume that's that's the best sleep but I might actually try and get someone who knows more about sleep and the science behind it onto the podcast so let me know if that's something you're interested in because it is really interesting um also avoid alcohol and caffeine before bed some you know again not always i mean like every night so alcohol is usually consumed at night when you go out that's just fine that's just what it is it's not often um but caffeine yeah don't be having a coffee before bed that's silly or an energy drink you know you don't want your monster cracking open at 8 p.m um, I think caffeine has a 10 hour life as well. So a lot of people say don't have, if you go to bed at 10, so two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I literally can't math. So yeah, if you go to bed at 10, 10 hours before that, you know, don't have caffeine before, uh, after that, if that makes sense. So maybe stick to just caffeine in the morning before midday and then don't have any more. That's what a lot of people recommend, but I will often have caffeine at like 4 p.m and I'm usually fine. I go to bed at like half 10, 11. Um, so yeah, just try again. It's often trial and error. Everyone's different and everyone's going to respond differently to different things. 
Stay away from electronics before bed as well, as the blue light affects your circadian rhythm. So obviously circadian rhythm is your body's natural, your body clock basically. Um, and the blue light apparently makes your brain think that it's daylight. So it stops you from sleeping. I know you can get blue light glasses, which I really need to invest in. Um, especially with my new job that's online, hint, hint, you're gonna find out soon. Anyway, yeah, I need to invest in some of those, but obviously I actually wear glasses at night. Um, so I'd have to keep my contacts in for longer to fit those on my face as well. But yeah, so I try and stay off electronics an hour before bed. Didn't do that last night and I did actually find it hard to fall asleep. I was like buzzing, my brain was buzzing with like ideas, what I'm gonna do tomorrow, what I'm gonna do in a week, do you get what I mean? Whereas if I come off my phone and don't look at a blue look at a screen or any blue light an hour before bed and I, I usually read, then I pretty much go straight to sleep. So it, it's true because I've experienced it, or at least for me. And create a wind down routine such as having a bath, reading, or meditating. So I still can't meditate. I've tried, it's hard. I need to practice more if I'm gonna do it, but I just haven't really put the time in. Uh, like I said, I read for an hour before bed. And I also try and have a hot bath as well. At the moment, I come in from work at like half nine. So I'll have a hot bath. And having a hot bath makes you so tired. Like it just does. So having that um, night routine, should I say, I think that really helps as well. So you should also get out of bed after 20 minutes of failing to sleep, apparently. So this, my research has concluded that if you try and get sleep for 20 minutes, and you're still awake after that time there's no point keep trying because it'll be hours get up go do something say read for a bit read for half an hour just get up uh, walk around the house a little bit um go pet your dog anything just to break that cycle and then go back to bed and it sort of re refreshes you like restarts that process of falling asleep in your brain if that makes sense so that was really interesting and then avoid so again more athlete based is avoid overtraining so apparently overtraining can cause you to stall to get sleep um, because it exhausts you and often you probably know the feeling of when you're that tired, you're almost not tired. Like you get past the point of time, like you're that exhausted, you're too tired to sleep. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's just me, but I have experienced that before. When I'm that exhausted, I'm just laid there like, oh my God, I'm so tired and I can't actually go to sleep. It's a bizarre feeling. Um, but yeah. Apparently, overtraining can also affect your ability to sleep very well. So make sure you're taking your rest days at least one day a week. Um, that's a whole other topic. I think in my episode about working out in the gym and handle fitness with Chris Curtin, we talked a bit about this, so you can go back and look at that. Um, but yeah, avoid overtraining. Don't push yourself too hard all the time. Avoid training too early or late in the day as well. So, for example, maybe don't get up and train at 4 a.m., you know, I mean, some the thing is though, some people actually do that, don't they? They get up and go to the gym at 4am or 5am before work and it works for them. But this study said, avoid that. Um, and it also said avoid training too late as well. So maybe, you know, I suppose it makes sense if you trained at like 10pm and then came home and went to bed at midnight after literally training, like finishing your last set 20 minutes ago, you try to go to bed, your body's still probably worked up and in an aroused state you know you probably haven't cooled off completely yet so I suppose that does make sense I do understand that at the moment I'm an early gym goer anyway but when I start my new job I'm going to be an evening gym person so we'll see how that goes 
I do go to the gym on a Friday in the evening and it's fine. So we'll see how that happens, um, how that works out doing it every day. And then also apparently you shouldn't nap for more than an hour at a time. Now this isn't an issue for me. Oh, and it also said don't nap after 3 p.m. because then you won't be able to fall asleep at night time, which makes sense, I guess. Um, but I can't nap anyway. It makes me feel ill. I don't get sleep. I can't nap for a start, like it just doesn't happen. I don't fall asleep. But if I do, I have to either be that knackered or really ill. So, and I always wake up feeling way worse. I always wake up feeling sick and more tired. And it's horrible. <laughs> and I can't get drag myself up. Uh, but maybe that's just because I do it when I'm exhausted or ill. But anyway, yeah, it says don't nap for more than an hour in the day because then you just won't, I, I assume that's because you won't be tired enough when you actually do try and go to sleep. And it also could mess up your circadian rhythm, you know, uh, your body clock if you sleep during the day when you wouldn't normally, when your body's used to sleeping at night. And then the very last point, so point number 20, is reduce stress and stressors. So obviously this makes sense again. If you're really stressed, then you are probably going to lie there awake, stressing out about all the things you're stressed about. We've all been there, I'm sure. Um, so do your best, and I know it's really hard, but do your best to reduce stresses in your everyday life and you should sleep better because your brain won't be like buzz, buzz, buzz with all these stressy things. You won't be laid there trying to, you know, problem solve all these stresses in your head because, you know, we go to bed, we lay there, we're by ourselves, we're in our own heads and we just start thinking to ourselves, don't we? We just start thinking about all our, the things we're struggling with, trying to come up with problems because often it's the only time in the day where we're actually alone with our thoughts and can think through, through things like that. So another thing I thought of, and I was actually listening to a fitness podcast earlier and they actually said to do this, was give yourself like half an hour, an hour in the day to just sit with your own thoughts. So uh, one of the girls in this podcast recommended to go for a walk with no music, no podcast in your ears, on your own, just like the noise of nature and just think and use that time in the day to go through things in your head, maybe try and come up with issues, uh, issues, you don't want to come up with more issues, try and come up with, um, you know, resolutions to any issues you're facing in life at the moment, you know, do a bit of brainstorming for upcoming projects or anything that's stressing you out or taking up your brain space, give yourself that time in the day to process that so you're not trying to do it when you're trying to sleep. And that is all the points. So I thought that was super interesting. I'm going to link the website um, to these studies and where I got all this information from because we don't like to plagiarise here. I went to uni, I know everything about that. I can't do that. It's it's been like trained out of me by uni. <laughs> no, I just think it's fair. So I'm going to put the link to the majority of my research in the show notes down below um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and in the description on YouTube. So if you want to check that out, it will be there for you to have a deeper look at and there's just more writing about it basically um because i summarized it in my notes and yeah that is pretty much it so again you know the drill as usual go and follow me on all the socials i will put them here on the youtube video and down below in the description on youtube and um show notes on spotify and apple Podcasts. and as usual if you're feeling generous if you could leave a nice cheeky five star review on spotify and apple hello ethel spotify and apple Podcasts. that would be brilliant oh my god ethel quiet i'm trying to record a podcast i know someone's at the door don't have to be a guard dog when i'm doing my podcast 
She hasn't sat with me for a while while I'm podcasting, to be fair. <laughs> She's so cute. You're like a little teddy bear, aren't you? But yeah, anyway, I'll speak to you guys next Wednesday. Um, also, don't forget to use my Huel link. That's so exciting. Still, I can't believe I'm still sponsored by such a great company. Um, but yeah, I did talk about that near the start of the podcast. So go back and re-listen to that if you forgot. But with that, I hope you have a great week, guys. And I will speak to you all next Wednesday at 8pm as usual. Bye, guys.